We had a little less conversation podcast. We'd like to let our listeners know about an excellent car buying opportunity exclusive to our show. Go see our friend Craig Peterson at Summit Automotive in Fond du Lac for all your car buying needs. And wait, it gets better. Mention that you listen to a little less conversation when you buy your car from Craig, and he will throw in a $50 gas card. That's right, people. Just for listening to our show, you'll get a $50 gas card from our friend Craig when you buy a car from him. Listen, you're going to buy a car anyways, so why not go see Craig Peterson at Summit Automotive and just say, hey, I listened to the guys on a little less conversation podcast too, and he's going to just give you 50 bucks in gas. So head on down to Summit and ask for Craig Peterson next time you're going to buy a car. Conversation. I am one of your hosts, Dom. I'm just going first names today. Here with good buddies Aaron, Keith, and once again, special guest Jim. Today we're going to talk about something that I think is going to get us all pretty fired up. We're talking about best and or worst cover songs. As a special guest, Jim, why don't you bring one up? All right. So, uh, like. The one that I picked that I thought I would want to talk about the most is probably the one that probably was the most impactful in my life, like the song that changed how I viewed music. Because I grew up listening to a lot of like hip hop and rap. That was my whole childhood. Beastie Boys were my favorite band of all time. And I was really unaware of their whole world of rock or anything like that. And then when Run DMC covered Aerosmith's Walk This Way, uh, that blew my mind. First of all, I was like, I didn't even know who Aerosmith was at the time. And then I was like, oh, there's a, they're like a whole band and everything. And, uh, and it really did change. I mean, it opened up my whole world to a whole different genre. I mean, I started listening to all sorts of different music. It really did change completely how I'd done it. I mean, you know, Aerosmith had owned it, you know, like in the 60s and 70s when they first pulled it out. But they were kind of a dying band when Run DMC pulled this back. And it really catapulted both bands yeah, into Aerosmith, the mainstream. Aerosmith, I think, died about six times. Yeah, but I mean, really, they but were kind of... there was something that yeah, brought back. And, and, and this was, yeah, this was the thing that kind of, like... Brought them in, you know. He brought both of these bands into everybody's living. You didn't listen to Run DMC. It's funny you, because I actually have kind of the opposite. Oh sure. Experience with that because I was a big Aerosmith fan. Okay. And then, like you said, they were kind of struggling. Yeah. And I mean, in more ways than one. And then this came along and it opened my, my eyes up to not that I didn't know about yeah. rap and hip hop, but sure. I, re- I really didn't listen to a whole lot. Yeah. But it made me mi- listen to a little bit more, and and actually. Um, one of my most prized possessions right now is I have uh, an album that that's imported from Europe that has like Run DMC oh, nice. and Aerosmith version on one side, and it's got the Aerosmith and version the on the other side. Yeah, and this is one of those that like once I heard this, then I listened to like just the Aerosmith, and like I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really like the original one anymore. <laughs> like, like it was good, and I'm sure it, you know it's probably great if you're if you like rock music a lot. It's probably like one of your favorites or anything like that. But I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to. That's bad. So you knew Run DMC before you. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I yeah I I was Sugar Hill Gang, and I was I loved rap music, and so they were they were up in my top five of all time. And then, like I said, they crossed over in such a huge way, and 
And I think it started like all that sort of like you saw other bands doing that then, like combining kind of that, you know, rap and rock thing going together and, and it made it it was a huge thing for a while in the nineties, but yes, yeah, it was, it was a awesome. point you couldn't turn on the radio. No, no. It, it actually to the point where it got old after yeah. a while, but my favorite piece of trivia on this one though because I, I was i was researching because i was like i really love the song was like they brought in you know steven steven tyler and joe perry to do the song at rick rubin's studio and so so joe perry brings his guitar and they start running down riffs and then they realize oh we need a bass guitar and so there was these couple kids who were just hanging out and so they had one of them play the bass for the song and it ended up being mike d from the beastie boys Seriously? Who was just hanging around. So he's the bass on Walk This Way, which I was like, that's awesome. Perfect song. It's got all the best. I thought that was really funny. All right. Um, I'm going to stick with the Aerosmith theme then. And uh, I'm going to go one that they covered, actually. Uh, they covered a song by the greatest fan who ever walked these surf. Oh, the old Eagles. Journey? No. Oh, oh, journey for sure. <clears throat> no, uh, Come Together by the Beatles. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's the Beatles, so you know, lyrically, it's good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least Sorry. it wasn't your phone. <laughs> That'll happen this later. time. No, I got it. You got to figure it out now. Right, um, it. And actually, one thing I did know when I, when I uh, researched this, I, I didn't know that this was originally on the soundtrack for Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band. That's why they actually covered the song, was to put it in the movie that the Beatles were starring Oh really? Yeah. So I thought that I thought I mean, any time you get asked to do a Beatles song for a Beatles movie, that's got to say something. That's um, a weird crossover. Like I like you, I wouldn't have put those like generations of music overlapping each other. Yeah, and, and it it did quite well. It went number twenty three in the Hot One Hundred. Mm-hmm. It does make some sense though, because I think I think uh, Aerosmith they would have been kind of their yeah. Their time of listening to music yeah. with the Beatles in the USA. So sure. And the other thing that floored me was uh, the song came out in '78, and it was their last top 40 hit for 10 years, which was yeah. probably what year did the Run DMC song? Yeah, like? I was just thinking that it's it was probably the next top 40 hit. Very well might have been. Yeah, it was like in the mid '80s. Yeah, yeah, that's when that came out. Yeah. So it's probably the next top 40 hit was the Run DMC cover of their song. <laughs> Yeah, I struggle with Beatles songs. I don't necessarily love when people cover Beatles songs, but I think they did a decent job of making it their own and kind of like we talked about, like you know, before, like we were saying, like as long as you can do your own thing and not try to repeat what somebody else has done. And that's that's exactly where uh, I'm going to go with mine. But Born Hero and Aaron has to say first. Ooh. You sure? Yeah, yeah. No pressure. All right. I'm, I'm assuming that you guys have this one. Don't have this. Killing me softly by the Fugees. Yeah, I definitely have that one. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I didn't put it down. I didn't have it down. I only have like five songs. I really narrowed mine down to like five or six, but that's a good one. I really agree. It became a huge hit. And I didn't even know that it was a cover until like years later. Yeah. Honestly. They were actually the second person to cover that song. Well, it was originally sang by Lori Lieberman. Anybody know who she I is? love her. She's amazing. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. 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 She, she it in '71. She's also the only person not to put this song in the top three. Was, wasn't yeah. that the Joel Lieberman's? Uh, oh, <laughs> no. that could be. I, I'll have to look that up. It's old. Come on, Google. Uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so she recorded it in '71, and then Roberta Flack did it in '73. Yep. And it became like a number one hit. Yep. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's, that's actually the 
the version I, I know the best. Yeah, although I, I, do, I do know the version. Yeah, I mean, I know it now, you know, mm -hmm. the Roberta Flack version, but. Oh, yeah, they all killed it. it. Yeah, once they once they covered it, it was kind of their song. Like I, like I've heard it other places, but it's theirs. And it was huge. Like everybody was listening to that when yeah. it came out. That's when they blew up huge. Yeah. One time. One time. <laughs> I said, you can't say it like that. One time, you gotta say it right. You can't halfway that. So going off of what Keith had said with the Beatles, uh, I do like that cover of a Beatles song, but it's actually not my favorite cover of a Beatles song. And I'm going to guarantee none of you guys know is this one. <laughs> this I, there's a band that does a cover of Eleanor Rigby. They're a speed metal band. Oh, it's called, it's called Realm. I'm going to be Googling. I've heard this song. Have you yeah, really? I, I think yes. I played it for you. That might be. It's just it's about a minute and a half of the best stuff you're ever going to hear. <laughs> because the Beatles songs are like. Three what? minutes, if that, yes. anyhow, yeah, and it's a speed metal song, so it's, but it's it's actually done really well. Um, like we talked about before we started uh, yeah. on air here, they did something completely different. Sure, yep. and uh, you guys should check it out because it's it's it's, it's kind of crazy. So they took the original and it just basically cut it in half. The time, <laughs> and it's, it's pretty because cool. it's rock hard speed metal. Well, because yeah, Eleanor Rigby is a pretty slow song. You, you know, it is. Yeah. It just has this kind of nice pace, slow pace to it. So I guess if you you know you really heavy metal it out and oh yeah, and it just cranks it, through it. It's, really. it's something to behold. Let me tell you. Huh. I'm gonna be. Yeah, I'll be listening to that on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must have played it for me. So I'm pretty sure I've heard this song. Huh. Yeah, that's a different one. All right. So my my other one, the one that I when I when I said when you said when you you know you texted me you were like, hey, we're doing cover song. The one that came to my mind first was, I remember the first time I heard Johnny Cash doing a cover of the Trent Reznor song, Hurt. I mean, that like just, that stopped me where I was standing. That is such a hauntingly amazing song. And I remember, I remember watching interviews where they had Trent Reznor and he had heard that like Johnny Cash was covering it. Initially, he was like, this is horrible. Why is he doing that? He was really pissed off. And then once he heard it, he was like, never mind. That's great. Yeah, it's, like, better, it's better than my version. It's of the song. so good. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those that just sticks with me. Like if I had a list of my twenty favorite songs, that's in my twenty favorite because it's that good. Yeah, it, it's and like I said, I call myself a cover snob, but that's one of those where I I like the original. Yes, oh for sure. But I love the yeah. remake. Yep. That one also charted on two charts because that was on the alternative chart with the number eight, and it charted on the country charts as well. It won a it won a Grammy for short form video, which I didn't know was a Grammy award, but it apparently it is. <laughs> Everything's a Grammy award, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought it, that's a song that crosses genres. Like everybody knows that song. Like I was I, I I saw that like when Eddie Guerrero died, they played that as like his memorial for like on WWE the very next day. So it's like every, you know that just hits everybody and everywhere, and I, I it's just awesome. It's a good song. Yeah, yeah. really good. Yeah, I really, yeah. And I think, and I, and I'm a, not, not much of a country guy, but I love Johnny Cash. Oh, it is. Pretty he, much anything I get. Yeah. Yes. I I don't, I'm not country I'm either. Country. But I also thought, like, well, BBC. No, I don't. You just went to a country concert. No, I didn't go to a country concert. But you did. You did what? Yes. Yeah, I did. Did he tell you this? We, we are not friends. Yes. Did he tell you this? Wait. No, he's been hiding yes. that. Yes. But tell him. Tell him. Okay. Do you own cowboy hat? No. Do you own boots? No, they don't make boots on my side. I used, I used to have a cowboy. The cowboy has in the mail. It is, um, it's on Amazon. Okay, now, now to explain myself here, Jim. Mm -hmm. I went to an Aaron Lewis concert, uh -huh. and he is currently country. All right. However, he is known more yeah. for his stuff from the 90s where he's alternative. alternative and, and did he play alternative songs, yes. or did he play them in country versions? No, he played them, actually, oh, okay. 
Actually, two of his songs he rocked out harder. Okay. Played it on still. Okay. No. <laughs> so that is my country music. All right. Country, so music you, right so you like, sing more country songs than? No, it was one of 50 50 man. Right. Yeah. That's excusable. Then. And the whole encore was nothing but his old stuff. Yeah. No country at all. All right. Okay, I'm going to go on to my next one, which I didn't even know was really. I a, had to. Change I know you. Yeah. Change of clock. <laughs> Alright. Um, <laughs> no, it's not country. The next one I didn't even know was actually a cover song, because the original version of it apparently isn't all that good. And the original version was by Otis Redding, but it's Aretha Franklin's Respect. Yes, I had that one down too. Uh, honestly, until I was doing research for this, I didn't know that that was a cover song. Like, nope. I assumed that was her song. Uh, I, I don't have to go over, like, Word chart. I mean, it was number one. It's, yeah, it was forever. It's like in the uh, Library of Congress for National Recording, so it's like forever going to be preserved, so people can always listen to it. Like, it's one of the greatest songs ever sung, and I assumed it was hers, and it absolutely is not. And and that also falls under the the uh, umbrella of back then when everyone was doing everyone's songs. Because if you look when Otis Redding brought it out, it was only two years later. Yeah. That Aretha Franklin put it. Well, up. and like three or four other like Otis Redding songs, like Redux, came out that year. There was like Otis a, Redding is one of those guys. Yeah. Kind of like everybody. Yes. Everybody covers them yep. because he writes really good songs. Yeah. I thought that yeah, when I was looking in, I saw that too a lot. I, was, I thought that was really cool. I'm, I'm going to jump into my next one since you brought up Bob Dylan, and we're talking about how uh, people cover songs. Another one I like is Bob Dylan's, uh, or actually it's the Birds cover of Bob Dylan's Mr. Tambourine Man. Oh, I've got that too. Yep. Okay, wait. Here's what I got to tell you about this. Did you guys realize that both Bob Dylan's and the Birds version of that song came out on April 12, 1965? At the same time? Same day. They were both released the same day. Does it qualify as a cover? (laughs) Yes, because they were both under the same recording. Okay. Uh, So who was the original releaser of the song? Bob Dylan's the guy that wrote it. Okay, and then the Birds covered it. And the Birds covered it. And that, that's actually one of those, I don't know which version I like better. Because I like oh, them both. I do too. But the, the listeners back then, it wasn't even close. Because Bob Dylan's never charted and the birds went the number one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like right now, like if you had to say which song more people like, would you would you still say the birds? I still think more people like the birds. It, it, that's kind of... Isn't that the song that kind of put the birds on the map? It's like one of three of their hits. Like yeah, and I think that's the one that... I can't even, like, thinking about it, I can't even think of the birds' version. All I keep hearing is... That's all I hear. See, all I hear is... There's a couple of them. Okay. That was beautiful. I'll let them keep you down. That was beautiful. But one thing about Bob Dylan, with that song, you can actually understand what he's saying. That is a true. And you can't always yes. say that. Okay, about I'm going to argue that in his early songs, you can always understand what he's saying. The older he got, the worse. Yes. I agree. So why is that? Probably because uh-huh. he smoked a Lots. lot. Whatever. Whatever. He's still alive. I don't know how old he is. He's still alive. He's one of the few from that generation that still is. Plus, I don't. Okay, I'm. I'm just gonna. Th- I don't like with the birds version of that because I think the. Like the the secondary meaning of the song gets lost because the first version is very pretty and airy and nice and cute, and like when Dylan does it, you're like, oh, this song is about something else. Like it's not about like the guy on the corner playing the hammer. There's something else going on here, and I think I like that brought to my music when there's like a secondary layer to it. Versus when I hear the birds, I'm like, oh, this is a sweet song. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I like the birds. Oh, you know, I like it. That's why. If you take that and and put that Bob Dylan's uh, big brass bed. Yeah, it sounds like creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. 
That's the one. All right. Pearl Jams. Cover of Last Kiss. Ah, I love that song. You got it? I do. I had that one for sure. What? (laughs) You like Pearl Jam, don't you? I love Pearl Jam. I don't like that cover of that song. Oh, are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I think it's great. I don't know. The thing is, like you said, you like him to to be different, and it really isn't that much different than the original. Like his vocals are different, but you're right. The melody, it is the same. Yeah. But I didn't care. I love that version. I agree. Uh, you hate Pearl Jam, hate so... Pearl. <laughs> How can you hate Pearl Jam? But this was like a reverse um, cover, though, because when I heard really that... Easy, actually. What was that? Well, I, like this song here, like when I heard the... I knew it was a cover, but it made me go back and listen to it. And I, I don't mind, I like the first one. Yeah. But because I think I had heard the, the Eddie Vedder version first, I was like, well, that's the one I... Yeah. And that was my first exposure to it. So it was like, it opened it up to, to go back and look at other, you know, songs that, I, that were interesting. But I thought... That one was so. It was really great on that one. It isn't like the you know like you can understand everything. Yes. Again, you know, yes. Which I thought but was cool. You're not a fan of like the grunge. Is that why you don't like Pearl well, Jam? Sort of. You don't. I, like, you don't like I, the name of the band. No, I just Pearl, don't. I just don't like Pearl Jam. I don't. I've never liked Pearl Jam. Have you heard? You've heard. Have you heard? You've heard that song yes, though, right? Yes, okay. I've heard. All right. Um. I guess if like if, if I, told, I yeah. if if I didn't know it was by Pearl Jam, maybe like. That's all right. It's okay. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's legit. It so you hate it because it's a pro song. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't the kind of song that they By definition, I hate all pro So pro yeah. could legitimately write the greatest song ever written, and you'd be like, I hate it because it's pro I'm not real worried about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do like Jeremy, though. I was going to say, where does, right? Isn't that what you said? That that's I said like if I have, to, if I have like, to put up with oh. one song from him, that's the one I would put up with. Okay. So I was like, we're going to that's good. Alive. Jim was gonna break his swear. I was. I was. I'm trying really hard not to. I was like, whoa. All right. No, I get hating the band. There you go. Hey, that's fine. So, (laughs) I have so many to choose from, but I'm I'm gonna put one up here just for Keith. Yes. It's a guy who covered his own song. What? (laughs) That's not a cover. Uh, It is. I call this completely different. It's Eric mm-hmm. Clapton doing Layla. So is Vanilla Ice's new version of Ice Ice Baby a cover too then? Do you know both versions of Layla? Yes, I do. One's very slow. I know. And then in the 80s, he ramped it up and made it sound like an 80s song, basically. It, it's not a cover. I call shenanigans on that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think covered so. his own song. You can't cover your own song. You can, you can, you can evolve your own song. You know, lots of bands. Okay, so that. I'm going to call you out on this. Oh, oh, here it comes. I'm going to call you out on this, because okay. one of the ones I have on my list is Bob Dylan's, uh, or Jimi Hendrix's version of All on Watchtower by Bob Dylan, and Bob Dylan's been quoted as saying that he liked the Jimi Hendrix version of the song so much that after Jimi passed away, he started singing it like Jimi did. So is he covering his own song as a cover of Jimi Hendrix's song? Is that a double this, cover? This is like Inception. This is so complicated. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's a double cover, but it's at least double secret creation. Yes. <laughs> because... I mean, right now when Dylan sings that song, he sings it yeah. the way that Jimi Hendrix put it together, because Jimi changed it. Yeah, yeah he did. And, and Dylan recognized that, so once Jimi Hendrix died, Dylan kept playing it the way Jimi Hendrix was playing it, not the way that he originally wrote it. No. So is that a cover of his own song? No. No, it's his song. It's, it's just smart. That's what that is. You can't cover your Don't get me wrong, it probably made him a lot of money, because like, you got to buy the new version. That's a smart marketing technique. I think that's genius. You can't tri- triple stamp a double stamp white. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But he did. Yes. 
best quote of the day. That is awesome. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a song where I don't I'm not a I I guess from our generation I can recognize the importance of the song and how huge it was. It's not it's nothing I would ever put on my iPod, but when Whitney Houston covered Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You that became like the biggest song of like my early probably high school and middle school years. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's for most intended purposes my wedding song. Yeah, and it, it but it's one but of those songs where like it's not real. But like Whitney made it hers. Like Dolly Parton's was great. Oh. And it, but Dolly Parton's hit number one on the charts a bunch of times, and then and then Whitney Houston just like, made. But you're, it you're talking about okay, and again, not a big country fan, but I don't mind Dolly Parton. Yeah, like I think she's a, a decent singer. Yeah. Then you have someone who had probably one of the best voices yes. ever cover your song. It's yeah. going to be better. Yeah, it just, it was ridiculous. Her vocals on that song are so amazing. That, uh, yeah, and it, I mean, it hit number one on the charts for like 14 weeks. It was only outseeded by We Are the World and uh, Candle in the Wind. Those are the songs that put it out. So I'm like, you're going to put, yeah, that's exactly right. It's like the only way you could knock that thing out of the charts was the song that everybody in the world world Yeah. I don't like that. Well, but it was like it's jam packed with stars. It had so many boys. Was not happy that he wasn't invited. <laughs> Prince wasn't Gave? invited to play oh. on that. He was mad about it. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of he those where been. it was. Yeah, at the time he should have been. Yeah. But but when it yeah when I when I then that song came out it 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 was all over the place. I mean it was it's part of the what the greatest soundtrack of all time. Bodyguard has sold more soundtracks because it was on there. Yep. You know she won a ton of Grammys for it. You know, I, the great quote that I saw was like when people come up to Dolly Parton and she tells them that was her song, they're like, nah, that's, that was Whitney's song. And she goes, you know what, I kind of agree with them, but I don't really care because it's made me like millions of no, dollars. I'm sure. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. The other thing I saw. Why do you think Dolly would exist? Yeah. Well, okay. So that was the fun like thing because like looking into this, I have, this is the song I have the most amount of notes on just because was, there was a lot of crazy stuff that like Elvis came up to Dolly Parton and asked if he could cover it, but he wanted half the rights to the song. She said, "No, I'm not giving you half the rights to my greedy bastard." Exactly. So then, when Whitney came along, she, Whitney didn't want you know, barely half. Like she wanted like 10 percent of the rights, and Dolly was like, "Yeah." And it's I mean, Dolly's made so much money off it. So I was like, "That's just like genius," yeah. you know, like business part, you know, because Elvis takes your song; it's going to be huge. But to be like, "No, I'm this is my song, and I want to keep it until knowing that you're probably going to make something later on it." But I think it would have sounded like if Elvis. I know. I, that's the other thing I was trying yeah, to picture. I, I was just it. thinking that, like it, it, it would have been, it would have been much slower. This weird it would have been slow jam. Elvis. Slow yeah. Song. Yeah. I mean, they all kind of blend together. Yeah. Yeah. He's an Elvis fan, by the way. That's okay. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I thought that was that was a huge one. That, yeah, that was. Yeah, I'm heating up over there. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah, that was, like I said, not one that I have on my phone, but like, I recognize it's a huge cover song. Yeah. The next one on my list is uh, one where we talk about how you make it your own. Uh, these guys made it their own. It's Alien Amp Arms cover of uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> Um It's nothing uh, like the original. No, not at all. And, and quite honestly, I don't like Michael Jackson's version of the song. Uh, I, I know, I know, I know. Half the thrill disappointed in me right now. I can see this. What's wrong with you? Are you guys just trying to piss me off? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I like Michael Jackson. I want, I want to point that out. <laughs> Bring Mike back onto the table. 
for those of you that just tuned in, Halfman's got a bottle of Pepsi that's got Michael Jackson on it, and he keeps drawing it in kind of an obscene way. I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to pull the hair out of his eyes and his nose back. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> brutal. Like I don't know. I, I like I like the Alien Farm version better. Like I'm not. I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. Not a big fan of uh, Swiss Criminal by him though. And uh, I'm sure this was on your list, right, Halfman? Like you had to have had this on your list. Um, I don't know if I. I when I was doing my research, I saw that one and I was gonna put it on my list, but for some reason I don't have it on. So here. no, you don't have it. No. That makes sense. <laughs> but I don't think. Are there any any Michael songs that were covered that are better than the original? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. No. There aren't many cover songs to Michael Jackson songs. People don't want to touch them because they're so great. Generally, I agree with them, but they picked the right one because it's better than his. Because <laughs> I mean, like, but I would say, like, chart-wise, you would, you would, like, Michael's probably win. Oh, oh charts, Michael's right? charting at seven, and yeah. half arm plus twenty-three. So yeah. Michael's did do better on the charts. But I would argue that if Michael, if Michael Jackson yeah. farted on a snare drum, it was probably <laughs> not bad, so. beautiful. King of pop, beautiful. <laughs> oh my god! No, I agree. It is one of those. It's a you like, like I, I wrote, like we talked earlier. I have this like guilty pleasure, like some songs that I know are not. Like, no one's putting Alien Ant Farms in their top 10 covers of all time, probably. Uh, I did. No, 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 no. But I mean, like, like, if you said these are the best, highest ranking covers, Not highest ranking, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but you, it's a song you like, you know? And so, yeah, it works. I, like I said, it's different. It hit well at the time. You know, there was that grunge music and they came out with something a little bit weirder and it worked. Right. Yeah. I got the Bangles, Hazy Shade of Winter. Ooh, that a boy. Yeah, high five and on I'm the five. it's on your list. Love that version. No, I, no? I yeah. hate almost all of it. Did we talk about this at work? We might have. Brought, we brought this song up. It's yeah. Originally by Simon and Garfunkel. Produced in nineteen sixty six. Jim's gonna swear. <laughs> well you can swear. <laughs> I peaked at number thirteen for them. 13. In eighty seven when the Bengals did it, mm-hmm. peaked at number two. Mike dropped. They got robbed. Should have been the corn. It should have been. It's th- that song actually is probably one of my top five favorite cover songs. Yeah, because I, I I like Simon and Garfunkel. I don't really care for their version of that song that much. Yeah. Um, the Bengals version is so much better. Okay, I gotta ask you guys a question on this one because yeah. I'm kind of in with Jim on this one. I'm not a big fan of this song. Um, was this off that whole album with Walk Like You're Trina? Yep. Okay. Was this released after those songs? So you're saying it caught momentum? Yeah. Remember the One Hit Wonder conversation yep. that we had yep. where our One no, Hit Wonders no. always had a second less significant yep. hit? Oh, like, they, they had several yeah, songs they did. off that album, though. That's my point. Like, because Walk Like Egyptian took over this country for like months. And then they had um, Manic Monday. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I'm guessing, I actually think Manic Monday was their first hit, I believe. That sounds about right. Whatever, so this was their third third release off of that album. Again, they could have released any song off that album. And yeah, but up. to get to number, you said number two? Number two. That's got some legs. It like, does. If it had gotten agree. to like 20, I'd have been like, nah, forget it, it's gone. Honestly, if you, if you take, tell me that this isn't a better song than Walk Like an Egyptian. Well, it probably is, because yeah. Walk Like an Egyptian is a horrible song. Yeah, see, Even this, I think it's a horrible song, and I, I like the Bengals. I, I actually like that song, but I know that it's not, like, it's a bubblegum song. Yeah. It's, it's it just is. one of those yeah, songs that, that, that just catches fire and there it goes. 
I think like you have a hard time recognizing anything good by Pearl Jam. Like, I I I'm sure we agree, and it you're you're happy you have a, a teammate here. I, I am happy. I, I, have a I believe all '80s rock pop music is just terrible. Oh my god. Okay. So like, but I'm I'm biased. I'm bi. Hey, no problem. I'm just like you name an '80s band, and the Bengals are a definitively '80s band. Like they're they are. You know, when you say '80s bands, that's probably one of the top five you name. And I just I don't I can't nope. There's a reason why Eternal Flame. <laughs> Eternal right. Flame, another good song oh, by them. Yeah, it is a good song. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh. I wish I could close my ears right now. Is that Susanna Hoff right now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this went downhill fast. Yeah, fast. I don't look quite as good as her. This yeah. Is uh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So that, but that's like my personal bias is I have, a, you know, a distaste for that generation of music. And so I'm sure if I was a fan of 80s music, I would probably recognize it as yeah. being a fan of this. That's all right. I'm okay with that. That's, that's, that's no, actually, why actually, I purposely mixed a lot of different stuff in here. Um, my next one's going to be um, from a band that I know Keith is going to get behind. They took an Irish folk song and made it into a hit. Metallica doing whiskey in a jar. Alright. I don't mind that song. I actually, uh, on my honorable mention list, I have another Metallica cover too. Yeah. Turn the page. Yeah. Alright, Bob Seger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this uh, whiskey in a jar actually was, when I was researching it, there was a, several different versions depending upon where in Ireland you, were, you would hear this. Sure. But, um, it actually was recorded by a band called the Dubliners back in 1968. Hmm. I guess I knew this as a cover. I didn't know who, who, who originally sang it. My question is, how the hell did Metallica come across this? They had to have been touring and listening to it. I, I was going right? like to say, they go around the world. Yeah, I, don't I don't understand. You know, I mean, and that's, it sounds like this is what you go to an Irish pub and this is what you hear this is all the, the jam, local huh? singing. Really? You know? Um, so I think I think that's I'm, I don't know, but that would make sense that that's how they kind of came across it. I mean, because if you're Metallica and you're in Ireland, what are you yeah. gonna do? Yeah, you're no, I get it. And have, yeah. have a couple of roots. I mean, name another one that another Irish folk song made into a yeah. heavy metal cover song that did well. Yeah, no Irish folk. <laughs> Come on! Don't get me wrong. My, my my phone is full of them. I just can't name them. Alright, so the other one that I had here was, uh, it was a cover song that, like, the original was released by a terrible band and never made anything. The person who wrote it was really great. Prince wrote the song, and then this group called The Family. Anybody ever heard of The Family? Yeah, okay, because they're terrible. They released the song originally, uh, it was Nothing Compares to You, oh. and it was terrible. It never hit the charts, it was bad, and then Sinead O'Connor redid it. And it became, you know, like... Wait, are we still in the Irish? Yes, thing? we are. Probably. <laughs> hey, that works. Or, hey, this counts as an Irish folk song. Um, but it became like this different song in the middle of the 90s when everything was rock and, you know, rap was kind of blowing up with all that sort of stuff. And it became this, like, just really weird slow jam with this girl. And, and I remember the... I mean, you think of the video with that close-up on her face and... The and it, Yeah, the yeah, bald head. And it just like it, like, was in your brain. Yeah, we're all very bald right now. Um... <laughs> But like it became huge. It was, um, you know, I just want to make yeah. another rule. What's that? Special guests gotta be bald. Oh, hey, I'm okay with that. I think we got our one special guest. Boom. <laughs> <Don't laughs> Sweet. We bring in one person, and still between the four of us, we can't get one full fucking head of hair. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's bad. 
There's yeah, there's more beard than hair in this <laughs> Okay? That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but this is one of those songs like you know, like VH one called it number ten on of all time in the nineties. You know, it's it's one of the top hundred videos of all time, hundred songs of all time. It just became one of those iconic songs. And once again, it was terrible when it got released by the original band. It took a different kind of artist to do something totally different with it because it was like this weird poppy song. I mean, Prince wrote it, but he never recorded it himself. And then Sinead O'Connor made it for only probably really, really good song. Have you heard the original? By the no, no, I, I no, I no, I tried to find it. I couldn't find it anywhere. Really? I just did some YouTube searches and something yeah. like that, and I couldn't. Yeah, it was bad. It was like 1984 so, when they released it. So three internet, some probably no very good. It, Prince probably killed him because they were so terrible at it. it that he, <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> there you, we got this. All right, that's gonna be that's gonna be a future episode. We need to investigate the family. <laughs> the family does kind of sound like mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So that I like this theory. Yep. All right, we need to look into that. Yeah. Meyer, get on it. <laughs> yeah. All right, my next one. Um, being a '90s guy. Was uh, Nirvana's The Man Who Sold the World? Uh, that was on the Unplugged album, right? It was on the Unplugged album. God, that's a great cover. album. It is. They covered a bunch on that album, didn't they? Uh, like the Pixies and a whole bunch of other Yeah, stuff. I think there were three cover songs. God, they were all really good. I'm yeah. not even a huge Nirvana fan. I'm not a huge Nirvana fan either, but that album is one Oddly of the enough, top I am. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Coming around. There we go. <laughs> and, and I didn't realize that this song charted as high as it did. Yeah. It went to number six on the alternative and number 12 on the main street. Mainstream rock charts, I can talk really. Which I wasn't surprised. Did you find the family? Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. That's, That's a lot of mustache. <laughs> That's a lot of. I can understand why that song didn't do well by those guys. You know what they look like? They look like they might be the mob, but what's wrong with this guy? Look at him. Guy in the middle is making. I think he's dead. Farted. All right, people. If you're listening, you got to just Google family. What's this picture? Oh my god. All right. Anyhow, back to your picture. So. Yeah, one of my it's might be my favorite Nirvana song actually. So yeah, I put it in my top list. And that was another one where you didn't really like because who sang the original one? David Bowie. Mark okay, Bowie. so that's somebody at least we know because a couple of the Pixies I didn't even hear the Pixies when yeah. we covered some of those other songs and then I went back and listened to them later on. But you're right, Nirvana. Is but do, do you have information where uh, where chart for Dave Bowie? It did not chart for David Bowie. Oh really? I know that was not one of huh. those. Because that's one of those artists where, like, I really question when people cover like certain artist songs. Like, I don't like when people cover certain John Lennon songs that really pisses me off. And like, David Bowie's one of those guys. Like, he was really good at making songs his he's, own. Yeah, he's so odd the yes. way he put things out. So um, yeah, so and, that's in a good way. And, yeah, oh, like hundred percent. And uh, yeah, I would have a problem with that normally too. But yeah, sometimes it does work. If it didn't, yeah, if it didn't go, it didn't go, and so nice. Next one, I think everybody here probably has Guns N' Roses. Knock on Heaven's Door. Yes. Yeah, that's a good that's one. Top three for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matter of fact, no, I, no, I have it listed first, but yeah. yeah. They didn't put them in order, but. By the way, Bob Dylan's Dylan song. Yep. 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 That's, that's just. That's a just goes to show why he got this freaking. Uh, Although uh, I, I would say that one, not a fan of the original version. No, I agree. The Bob Dylan I, version I, is yeah. not good. As somebody who argued for Dylan earlier, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I When Guns N' Roses did it, I was like, and that's better. And if you're going to listen to that song, the live version, hundred times better than the than the studio version. Yeah. yeah. I do want to point out though that the Dylan uh, version of the song charted better than the. No. Did it really? No, it didn't. Absolutely. Did. I've got here. Hang on. 
Uh, it charted at number 12. That's what Dylan, Dylan Okay. Yeah. So in 87, Guns N' Roses, um, it, they included in their live sets. And then, uh, where was it? Everybody's number 18. 18, yep. And then. Which is six lower than the 12. Just wait a minute. <laughs> a little much better. The later, or the version later, slightly modified for the 91 album, Here's Your Illusion 2. Number two. Um, well, I could be wrong. So they might have like put it on like, like a, a single machine. and then added it to yep. Use Your Illusion and then it blew up bigger yep. than. I could see because that. Because I, I mean, it wasn't on any album that I know of from them, the live version. But that's no. what all the radio stations were playing. Yes, it was. They recorded from the Head, Headbangers Ball. Sure. And, oh, uh, and that's that's the version that's that I, I, I think yes. is probably one of my favorite covers ever. Yeah, that's one where like as soon as Axel sang it, that became the way you heard it. Like you yeah, didn't, you know, you didn't even recognize Dylan at that point because you're just kind of like that weird. Hi, hi, hi. Like, that's that's what you hear when, <laughs> when I think that song. Pretty good. I've been working on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my next one is I'm gonna go with American Woman. But Lenny, Lenny Kravitz yeah. covered it. But this is actually one, although. I don't mind that version. Okay. I actually prefer the original version by the Guess Who. Yeah, I I can't stand Lenny Kravitz. Really? Yeah. Really? Uh, that, should, that should be right up your alley. Yeah, it's not. I understand I, it's my my wheelhouse of music. Like that's when I was listening. It's even the type of music that I listen to. But I just cannot stand Lenny Kravitz. At least his music. I don't like. He's he's been in some movies. I don't mind the background I'm doing. He was amazing in Hunger Games. He, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the tight pants you don't like? Maybe? I, I I think I just don't like his voice. Yeah. He's got one of those voices. Every time I hear him, I want to be one of these. Right. He is one of the art. He's one of those artists though, where like his guitar is better than his voice. Yeah. Like he plays guitar pretty well, and I like yeah. like his vocals are fine, but like when he hits a he hits a riff, it's amazing. Like, are you yeah. gonna go my way? It's amazing. Yeah. I, weird. Yeah. It, I, I agree. It's like I understand. It, well, although. Maybe not weird because I kind of like Lenny Kravitz. I will say I, part of my part of my Lenny Kravitz thing too is like when that t- song came on, "Are You Go My Way," it got a whole lot of airplay. Well, it's all right? over. Like yeah. I actually have a Lenny Kravitz greatest hit CD that I went out and bought, but then I just stopped listening to it because it, you, you don't you don't ever need to put a CD of Lenny Kravitz in because it's turned radio on to this day. You're gonna hear a Lenny Kravitz song. Like it's he's one of those guys who fell victim mm-hmm. to his own. It was played. Oh, a lot. It was played a lot, a lot, a lot. It I was agree. like in the in the mid nineties when when those songs came out. Like it's all you heard. See, I, I would agree with you. With, with are you gonna go my way? American Woman was. I mean, it was big, but I don't. I don't think they were played. Wasn't it on a movie soundtrack? Are you gonna go my way? I think that's been played in a lot of sound movies just because it's like a good. No, American Woman. Oh. Yeah, it was in the um, it was in one of the, I know it was for sure in one of the Austin Powers movies. Yeah, because Heather Graham was walking out because she was the American Spy, yes. and they, you know that was her theme song throughout that oh, piece. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so in the second set, yeah. Second one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, roller girl. Um, yeah, that's a good. I yeah, but that's one that gets stuck in your head. Like I, I like I really like Lenny Kravitz, so I like that one slightly better, but not the way. Although I I, I gotta admit I'm like. I'm actually a really big Yes Who fan. That's, I think they're one of the more underrated bands from uh, back in the 60s. Alright, so I'm going to go really, really old. There's an old uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival song that Ike and Tina Turner did, Proud Mary. 
which once again, I think is one of those songs, just like Respect for Aretha Franklin, when you think Tina Turner, Proud Mary is just a song I think of, like that's the one, like, you know, it reached number four on the charts, you know, like they did it and it hit well for, for CCR, but when Tina did it, then yeah, it became, it was, it was Tina Turner's song. Yeah. Her, her version definitely better than CCR. You can't yeah. sit still listen to that. No, you can't, you gotta get up and dance, yeah. and wish I, you know, yeah, it's, it's one of those great. I'm gonna do it right now. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> move it, shake it. It's some tassels so and start banging it out. My legs are just really moving right now, guys. It is. It's one of those infectious songs. But like when she <laughs> did it, you can see Aaron right now. If he, if he had high heels on, he would. Oh God! Right now, I do it. Throwing down. Do it. We got room over here. We got some heels around. Let me get my camera. Before. <laughs> Wait a minute, no, no, no cameras. If you're wearing key seals, I don't know if that's going to work so well. <laughs> that, that one's going to get recorded and thrown on the website. Yes, it does. That's, I pull his heels up to my waist. <laughs> But yeah, so that was one of those, right? Like I said, it became an iconic song for that person. So I think that's where it becomes a better, like as far as covers go. But yeah. I'm going to bring one up that was actually covered by two people, and I think both of them are better than the original, and that is Tainted Love. Originally done by Gloria Jones, then it was covered by South Cell, which is probably the song that made it famous, I'm guessing. That's the one from yeah. the 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 that's yeah. the one that sticks out. And then in the 90s, Marilyn Manson covered it. And obviously, there's all a twist to it because it's Marilyn Manson. Was it was it happier? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's way happier. Yeah. Okay, good because I'm all happy with song. Yeah. So no. which one do you like the best? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's a good question. The soft song one, I think I like the best, but I don't mind the Marilyn Manson one. I, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I, I like both of those versions. Yeah. I, um, if either one of them comes on the radio, I'm not going to turn them off. Yeah. Right. But that's kind of how I feel. Like Marilyn Manson tends to do. A fair amount of uh, yeah, covers. you're right, and they're all pretty good because he really does. But I don't know that I like any of them more than the predecessor. That's sure. probably true. Like if you love Marilyn Manson, like you're just happy he's like putting yeah. out different e kind of because I also I also have on here when he, he covered Sweet Dreams. Yeah, but I yeah. prefer the Eurythmics version. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I don't hate his version. But he does tend to take these pretty high up the charts. Like yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, especially in his heyday, most of what he put out yeah. ended up in the top ten. Yeah. Anthony, you got another one over there, buddy? Uh, which one do I want to go with? Yeah, Stairway to Heaven. Hurt. Oh, you're talking about the cover that was yes. all over YouTube? Yes. And that was just recent. When was it? Like last year or the year before, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, two years I don't remember what the, what the, um, what it was on. Some award show? It was. It was some award for they get some Robert kind of Plant. Yeah. yeah, Robert Plant was getting some like maybe like lifetime achievement award or something like that, yeah. and uh, they performed it in front of Robert Plant. Which yeah, and he was right like tearing is, up. Yeah, yeah, they which awesome. this makes no sense, but apparently Hart has a lot of balls. <laughs> Does, yes, didn't they have That's, like a whole orchestra with that though? <laughs> I think yep. they did. Yep. Yeah. But it, I mean, well, you heard. I, I mean, yeah. heard it, it was freaking amazing. Yeah, it was. She can sing though. I mean, there's not oh, much yes. she can do yeah. over that song. Yeah. What does it say? She can sing the blonde book, and I listen to it. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't have much to say about that one other than it was awesome. All right. No, we gotta get serious. Oh no. Blues Way Shoes. Elvis Presley. Originally done by Carl Perkins. I, I didn't know there was an original. Oh yes. Nope. Actually, there's there's several versions of this. Carl oh. Perkins did his first. 
I'm sure Elvis just Elvis did it his, best. That's what he does with all his music. Yeah, that's funny. My that's where I, that's all I was thinking was there is this conspiracy theorist belief that many of what Elvis stole were from blues artists the year before, years before him, and he just kind of redid them and made well, them his own. So that's like, actually not untrue. Okay, well, and um, that's fine. But then I'm like, a lot. That's, that's kind of how it was back then. Like, yeah, that's even yeah, because he also had a country background. Okay. And nobody in country wrote their own music back then. I suppose they, they, they had people who wrote. The yeah, songs it's like a different era. They did music. It, yeah, yeah that's true. That's where that came from. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't write his own songs. No, he just sold it. He paid for them. Really? Yeah. We just okay. heard him say that. We just heard somebody say that uh, they tried to. He tried to buy the rights of um, the Whitney Houston. To buy the rights for yeah, fifty percent. No, no, no he tried to take them from her. For doing the song, so don't, don't give me. You tried to buy the ring. You tried to take them from her for doing the song. It's just using your words. Yeah, yeah. I correct myself. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> End of the round. <laughs> Ellis was a thief. I, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Fuck it. Boom. Low blows are being thrown. Well, on that, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up. Um, like to thank the Pole Pops. You can check them out at polepops.com. Uh, I wish somebody started covering their music because they, they write some really good music, and I'd like to hear some of it on the radio a little bit more. You can check us out at on email at a little conversation podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and a little less conversation podcast, and you can hit us up on Twitter at a little less kind of one. Uh, thanks for listening. And I uh, hope you listen next time.